and so we continue on page 13. The few of us that were well outside sat and wept in hiding and cursed smog, and there we were unexpectedly joined by my father and my grandfather with Sing the Beards. They looked very grim, but they said very little. When I asked how they had got away, they told me to hold my tongue and said that one day, in the proper time, I should know. After that, we went away and we had to earn our livings as best we could up and down the lands, often enough sinking as low as blacksmith work or even coal mining. But we have never forgotten our stolen treasure. And even now, when I will allow, we have a good bit laid by and are not so badly off. Here Thorin stroked the gold chain round his neck. We still mean to get it back and to bring our curses home to Smog, if we can. I have often wondered about my father's and my grandfather's escape. I see now they must have had a private side door which only they knew about, but apparently they made a map and I should like to know how Gandalf got hold of it and why it did not come down to me, the rightful heir. I did not get hold of it, I was given it, said the wizard. Your grandfather Thor was killed, you remember, in the mines of Moria by Azog, the goblin. Curse his name, yes, said Thorin. And Thrain, your father, went away on the 21st of April, a hundred years ago last Thursday, and has never been seen by you since. True, true, said Thorin. Well, your father gave me this to give to you. And if I have chosen my own time and way for handing it over, you can hardly blame me, considering the trouble I had to find you. Your father could not remember his own name when he gave me the paper, and he never told me yours. So on the whole, I think I ought to be praised and thanked. Here it is, said he, handing the map to Thorin. I don't understand, said Thorin, and Bilbo felt he would have liked to say the same. The explanation did not seem to explain. Your grandfather, said the wizard slowly and grimly, gave the map to his son for safety before he went to the mines of Maria. Your father went away to try his luck with the map after your grandfather was killed, and lots of adventures of a most unpleasant sort he had, but he never got near the mountain. How he got there, I don't know, but I found him a prisoner in the dungeons of the necromancer. Whatever were you doing there? asked Thorin with a shudder, and all the dwarves shivered. Never you mind, I was finding things out, as usual. And a nasty dangerous business it was. Even I, Gandalf, only just escaped. I tried to save your father, but it was too late. He was witless and wandering, and had forgotten almost everything except the map and the key. We have long ago paid the goblins of Moria, said Thorin. We must give a thought to the necromancer. Don't be absurd. He is an enemy far beyond the powers of all the dwarves put together. If they could all be collected again from the four corners of the world. The one thing your father wished was for his son to read the map and use the key. The dragon and the mountain are more than big enough tasks for you. Hear, hear, said Bilbo, and accidentally said it aloud. Hear what? They all said, turning suddenly towards him, and he was so flustered that he answered, 
Hear what I've got to say. What's that? They asked. Well, I should say that you ought to go east and have a look around. After all, there is the side door and dragons must sleep sometimes, I, I suppose. If you sit on the doorstep long enough, I dare say you will think of something. And, well, don't you know? I think we have talked long enough for one night, if you see what I mean. What about bed? And an early start and all that? I'll give you a good breakfast before you go. Before we go, I suppose you mean, said Thorin. Aren't you the burglar and isn't sitting on the doorstep your job? Not to speak of getting inside the door. But I agree about bed and breakfast. I like six eggs with my ham when starting on a journey. Fried, not poached, and mind you, don't break them. After all, the others had ordered their breakfasts without so much as a please, which annoyed Bilbo very much. They all got up. The hobbit had to find room for them all and filled all his spare rooms and made beds on chairs and sofas before he got them all stowed and went to his own little bed very tired and not altogether happy. One thing he did make his mind up about was not to bother to get up very early and cook everybody else's wretched breakfast. The Turkishness was wearing off and he was not now quite so sure that he was going on any journey in the morning. As he lay in bed, he could hear Thorin still humming to himself in the best bedroom next to him. Far over the misty mountains cold, to dungeons deep and caverns old, we must away ere break of day to find our long-forgotten gold. Bilbo went to sleep with that in his ears, and it gave him very uncomfortable dreams. It was long after the break of day when he woke up. And that is now the end of chapter one. In the next episode, I will begin to read chapter two.